0: You guys, we're back again. The Borchers Boys podcast, and we have some legends in the building. Sometimes we use the word uh, legends or goat a little loosely, but this today we have some elite legends. I mean, I'm talking about like I can't even say legends or ghosts, we got to say Billy Goat right now. We got Billy goat right the <laughs> something different. I'm talking about somebody when you know I look up to both of these guys, GSP. Uh, nine times, I don't know, is it nines or 10, 20 times uh, UFC champion, <laughs> 20.
1: It's got to be 20.
0: <laughs> is it 20 times? Did we. Uh, I heard that. Then we have my, uh, another goat, Billy Goat, when it, when it comes to um, uh, combat sports photography. We have the legend himself, Eric Williams, and we're going to be talking about this new line that you guys are launching today. Um, a lot of fighters are complaining about pay right now, uh, GSP, and um, we noticed the I, throughout your career, You've, you had a lot of sources of revenue. We had the, the rush fit. You had a lot of uh, different side businesses. How important is it to have, uh, um, you know, different streams of revenue for, for fighters?
2: Well, it's important the way you, uh, you know, I worked really hard through all my career to, you know, to be where I am. I think it's important to plan uh, how you retire. You know what I mean? Right. To for, for your living and, you uh, you know, it's th- this brand that I'm doing, and you now with Eric, uh, it's for the fans. It's, it's to inspire the fans. It's a brand that reflects my, uh, you know, who I am, you know, the the person that I am, and the the martial artist, the value that I carry through all my career, and that's why we did we did it too as well.
3: Yeah, these dude, these I saw some of the pieces already. Um, they're amazing, absolutely amazing. I can't wait to get some for myself, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> What inspired you to, to make this to at this time now to say, I want to do this for the fans. I want to create something that is dope and going to give back to the fans.
2: I think it's part of the legacy. Uh, you know, I, I'm not an active fight. I don't fight anymore. I don't compete. But you want to leave something for the fans. You want to leave something that the fans can remember you for. And Eric is an artist. He's the perfect man to do it, to do this project with. He's just incredible. And I know him uh so uh it, it, working with him makes me very comfortable because we're, we're friends and uh i think that's why the, the project came out so well because the, the picture that he was able to take was very natural it was in the, uh, the the art that he created was very natural it was authentic because i'm very comfortable with him
1: yeah it it, it was definitely a collaboration it's not just me there's what George brought to the table. And honestly, in creating this with him, it was reflecting back to the authenticity that fans felt, that other fighters felt. You know, uh, I, I've met 20 fighters that say they're fighting today because of George St. Pierre. So in creating this with him and bouncing ideas off of him and When he saw it, he said, hey man, I've never seen myself like this. And that's something that I wanted to attack because I think as a whole, fans become disconnected from the athlete. It's always the brand sponsors the athlete. So you're always going to them. And this I wanted to reflect the spirit of mixed martial arts and obviously the spirit of George St. Pierre. So
0: um, yeah, man, here we are. What direction are you guys trying to take this brand? What demographics, what type of people are you guys trying to reach?
2: I think all kinds of of, uh, people, you know, I got, some of my fans are more the old school guys, uh, some are some are young. Uh, I always stand for authenticity, you know, who I am. Uh, I never trash talk my opponents, you know, like uh, nowadays you see a lot of guys, they, they promote fights, they try to trash talk. I never been a good trash talk, talker and I, I learned to martial art, you know, respect and that's how I carried myself in, in this sport. So that's what the brand is all about. You know what I mean? It reflects the value with, with I carry, that I carry myself with. So, um, you know, some people, they it's their style. They will like it. Some people, maybe they're more like, uh, I don't know, sort of a Conor McGregor style. You know, they like a, a fighter that trash talk, who's more, who make more noise, sort of, you know what I mean, with, with his mouth uh, or... It depends of your style. I think it will it will please a lot of fans, a lot of uh, a lot of my fans, and it's made for for every kind of people, the young young and older. It depends you how much of a fan you are of a mixed martial art.
3: When you were an active fighter and you know at the top of the world, making all the money, winning all the belts, um, what steps did you take at that time? Uh, to prepare yourself for the life after fighting? Because I know a lot of fighters don't really think about that very much. They think that, you know, they're going to stay on top and continue to make all this money. Um, so if you could share, what, what steps did you take uh, to prepare yourself for the end of your career?
2: I always, first, I always retired on top. I always wanted to retire on top. The reason is for health purpose. You know, I, I, health, I believe, is the most important thing in, in life. And I wanted to retire on top for my health. Also, for a business standpoint, when it makes me sad when I see a lot of legend, they retire too late. I believe as an athlete, we're entertainers and we're all like in the stock, like a stock, like a stock in, in, the, in on the market. Yeah. Sometimes stock is high and sometimes it goes down, you know, depending how you are in your career. That's why I wanted to retire on top because my stock was high. Of course, mm-hmm. when I retire, I might have felt I left money on the table. But I knew that in the long term, it would have been better because when you retire and you're stuck as high, you can turn around and a, a lot of opportunities open to you because you know you're you're hot you're 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 doing well, and these doors might not be open when if you retire and on a losing street so totally that's why I did it like this. I think it was a for for my health, for for my well-being, it was the best move to do, and also for my career, for business-wise as well.
0: We talk about that a lot on the on our on our show. We talk about you know diversify your income. You know, don't only focus on fighting. Use the UFC and other promotions to you know to 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 uh, boost your your marketplace value. So we, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Um, one more question for you about the about the, the shirts, blue <laughs> chip, blue chip, and and Eric Williams, you guys you guys collabed on this uh, on this on this project right so um eric i have the opportunity to see some other designs that eric designed as well you know eric is a master at what he does so i wanted to you know see you know when are you guys gonna be dropping that heat what's the next heat that's coming out because i i've seen some of the designs they hot they're <laughs> hot right now you know so when are you guys dropping next what's the next what's the next drop
1: uh, man listen it's a, it's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. and it's coming Okay, I, I don't know i don't know you know it's kind of like a record like I heard this record and it's coming.
0: <laughs> hey, we need it. You got <laughs> need the promotion. You man. got the new person, you know? <laughs> need it right in the vein. I've seen, I seen the heat that Eric already putting out. So, you know, let's do
3: it. Obviously, you talked about uh, your fighting career and, and how you pivoted from that at the top. What is, what is your plan? What's next for GSP in the coming years as far as, you know, being a retired fighter um, and, and your next business ventures? Uh, now I'm
2: involved in a lot of things. I'm, I'm even more busy than I was when I was fighting. Uh, of course, I train every day. I uh, I will always do until the day I die to, to stay in shape. For me, it's it's a lifestyle and a therapy. You know, to, to be happy. Um, I'm always I, I'm I'm involved with uh, a lot of fitness equipment, uh, a lot of uh, food supplement. Um, I'm involved also. I have a vodka that comes out pretty soon uh, with blue chip team. I have uh, movies that are coming out. I just finished with Disney, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So uh, <laughs> a character Marvel Universe. So I have a lot of, a lot of fun project coming up.
3: That's um, crazy. Now, the last one, I, I'm sure you get asked this question a lot, um, but I want to I hear it, you know, for myself. <laughs> if you were to come back now and you were still, you know, Prime GSP, how do you think he would fare against uh, against kamara usman hmm beat that ass <laughs> well it,
2: it, that, that's what every fighter will tell you yeah i'm going to beat him up uh, you have to look at this from an outside perspective and 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 in a lo- in a lo- in a logical way to analyze this thing is in sport in science, technology, everything, things, performance tend to get better over time.
3: Mm.
2: We can't notice it in fighting because we don't have any instrument to measure the performance. We can only speculate, oh, uh, uh, Tyson was better than Muhammad Ali and, and, uh, oh, uh, Usman better than George, or you know what I mean? Uh, Or, you know, like same thing, Uh, but you can notice it in in sport that you have an instrument of measurement for example we know that Usain Bolt was better than Jesse Owen you know what I mean because we can measure it same thing in lifting but fighting is very subjective we can only speculate of course me I think I would have done well you know I'm a fighter I'm confident but because sport tend to get better I believe Normally, the fighters of today are better than the one of yesterday. And the fighter, as good as they are today, the one in the future will be even better. I think that's the true answer
1: to this question, to tell you George, the truth. George being, def- humble. Yeah, he being humble.
0: Yeah, he's, than- he's being humble. He's being humble. He's being humble.
1: He's so humble. <laughs> hey,
0: George, that's why people
1: love you. That's how people love you. That's why people love George. He's so humble. And, and it's mad like, respect it's to like- you?
2: And guys, it's not that it's not that the the fighters of today are the person is better. Is they they are like Einstein says, if they if I can see further, it's because I'm standing on shoulders of giant. It's because of the all the predecessor, the work that they have done. You, they have learned from them. So they start they already start with a head start, you know what I mean? On all their predecessors. So it's normal. And the next generation will be even better than them and even better and better. That's how it goes. That's as hard as it is to admit, guys, for any athlete because they always want to be remembered, to be, to be there. That's the truth,
0: I believe. Wow. Um, last okay. question, George. Last question. Um, you have a lot of wisdom, you have a lot of knowledge in the sport, you accomplished a lot in the sport. What, what uh, advice would you give to these current fighters now that are fighting today? What advice would you give?
2: Make your money. And cash, cash in, and get the hell out. While you (laughs) make thing after, live on your name, live on your, you know, on on what you have been accomplished. Don't let it, don't let it, don't let. Nobody can beat time. Time is something that nobody can beat. Sooner or later, you're doing this, and you're going up and down. That's how this. That's the cycle of life. But don't wait to go down. Retire when you're on top. Even if you feel sometimes you you leave, you're leaving money on the table. Don't stay there too long.
0: Man, if you don't oh do man. it for
2: yourself, do it for the people that you love.
0: Man, we love you, George. Uh, big fan of yours. I've been a fan for a long time. Thank you for your time. We're, uh, yes, sir. We're, we're, yep. we're like I said, we're a big fan of, of what you've done and what you accomplished. As you as well as Eric Williams, we appreciate what you guys contribute to the sport, contribute to the culture. We love both of you guys, and uh, man, thank you for your time, both of you. Yes, Thank Thank you. you. Thank
3: you very much.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Yes, sir. Thank you you again, George. All right, man. Take care.
1: This is such a a sport of relationships. I think more than anything, it's incredibly uh, welcoming. It's incredibly, it's loving, you know, as, as competitors, as uh, what you, what mixed martial arts artists do, what you do, SUNY, um, it's magnificent. I'm in awe of that shit. So to be able to work with yours, to be able to work with Blue Chip and put this out was an opportunity that I don't think would have come in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. So this is uh, it's family. It's, it's much more closely knit than anything I've been involved with. So... I, would, um, I appreciate question, you guys
0: just having us question for you man um yes since we, since we have more time with you than george you know uh you deal with a lot of uh brand building you know you have a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge in brand <clears throat> building building right. uh, uh you know these fighters up and things like that and as we talk you know off you know off air you know in our private time a lot of these fighters are missing the mark when it comes to business What do you think the fighters need to do to to help them out, you know, business-wise and and building their brand?
1: I think there needs to be an education on exactly what a brand is. I think far too many fighters think a brand is what you do or brand is what you are known for in your career. And that's not what a brand is. A brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room as a fighter we can turn on the television and see you fight anytime as i'm you know as a as a fan of fighters we can do that but what i think people want is a piece of your soul not literally but they want to know what you do when you're off time they want to know what kind of crackers you eat what kind of water do you drink um what is the you know what's your diet like not 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 just in a oh man so what are you eating you know closer to fight time but what do you do on a daily basis right um, I also think fighters are not willing to invest in the long-term stability of their of their brand because they don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't think most managers in the sport know what it is to build a brand. They know how to capitalize on the next fight, the fact that you're in the UFC, the fact that you're in Bellator, the fact that you're an MMA fighter. All you know, every manager, every coach and trainer uh that that works with an athlete that's not in the ufc man you need to work with them now they're on their way to the ufc you know the ufc is obviously the biggest promotion and yes you know fighters would love to be there but even if you don't get there you still have a voice you still have a message you you're you're still an elite athlete so invest in this shit now don't wait until you're on you know fighters get on two three four fight losing streaks and then you want to start building something. something because at that point man i'm sorry uh the vast majority of people have moved on and they don't care. And that's a, hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow that people, oh man, this dude should have retired five years ago. But he's still around losing? It's that, that tough for me to hear because I've I become friends with these people. I, I, I'm, I'm in their personal space and I don't want to go on and on, but yeah, yeah you, you have to connect with somebody that understands the long game, have to.
0: Um, what involvement did you have in the in the the whole process with you and George St. Pierre and the blue chip? What did you contribute to that? So people can understand, like get the gist of what Eric Williams bring to the table.
1: So I met George in 2007. Yeah. Into 2007, maybe early 2008. Um, and I was told I was never going to work with him. Uh, he's this walking God and blah, blah, blah. blah. So when we met, um, it was at the magic show in Las Vegas, which is a, um, Crazy enough, it's the it's the gathering of all of the big brands that are, you know, in the public uh, public arena today. And I saw him and David Wazoo sitting on a couch, and I, I thought it was, like, punked. I was looking around. I was looking for some cameras, and these guys were just sitting there. So I, I walked up to him, introduced myself, and he asked me. He says, hey, man, you know, you want an autograph? I said, no, man, I'd really like to just talk to you. And he goes, oh, well, please sit down. I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, I then started talking to him about his brand, what he wanted for himself five, 10 years down the road. Most people go, man, I don't know. I just want to be champion. Most fighters, right? Um, so, I started to, I, you know, I explained to him, I said, listen, uh, all fighters love Muhammad Ali. I've, I've never met somebody go, man, Ali sucks. I've, all of them love him, right? But we weren't around when he was at the top of the food chain or he was the man, right? We feel that of this connection to him through the photographs and somebody who was there to be able to tell their story. That's what I was doing with George. I was telling his story. I was getting those private moments, the, the surgeries, the, the first time that he trained with Freddie Roach, the, uh, you know, the, the plane ride to the Philippines, the plane ride to Japan, um, all through the rehab. These are all of the things that, that the people as a whole don't get to see. So I got a really up close and personal view of who he was as a man. So when, when, I, when I started on kind of coming up with ideas and I wanted something that really reflected who George was as an athlete, reflected who he was as a martial artist, um, I don't honestly, look, I'm, I'm gonna put this out there. I have, I'm strong as a creative director. I'm strong as a photographer, right? But I had to pull in some people that could help me ed- educate, educate, execute that vision. And there was one designer who I reached out to and he was all in. His name was Frank Jammin. Uh, he's actually from Cameroon. I think the village right next to where Francis is from. Um, he, helped me edu- he helped me execute all of those ideas into something cohesive. So it's not just me. When I talk about building a team and putting people around you in the places that can help you cohesively, you know, launch that brand. Uh, Frank Janman is—he's my right-hand guy in this. And um, designers generally don't get a lot of credit, but this project would not have. Gotten off the ground um, without him. Mm. We got, I think, two weeks, two to three weeks out from launching the St. Pierre Collection. We were going to do it independently, and Markel Martin and Philippe, George's manager uh, reached out and said, "Hey, we have an opportunity to go to a company that specializes in this." And we all jumped on the phone, and it was, it was kind of magical, you know, I think maybe three, four phone calls in
0: we're like all right let's let's do it any questions uh, Suni? I... I have i have no questions go ahead last no one. questions okay last one still listen i'm still
3: i'm still <laughs> man, i'm still over here messed up about me just
0: having a conversation with gsp i'm sorry hey, hey, i can't even hey, think about right like in like <laughs> corner right now hey uh, i just want one more question with you, Eric. uh what yeah. advice would you give these up and coming fighters that's and you know, having trouble with the UFC or whatever organization, what advice can you give them? Because you've been around the sport for a long time. Same question I asked ESP.
1: Invest in yourself. Put yourself first. Fighting is a very selfish sport, um, but you have to invest in the long game. And that is investing in photography, investing in video, investing in your story, letting people in that engagement. Look, I'm terrible on social media, right? That's why I got this guy who's about to help me. Take this thing to the next level, you know. <laughs> um, Name Sunni um, <laughs> fighters have to man. They 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 have to invest in their brand. They got to invest in themselves. They have to ask questions. Your manager uh, manages your career, but they don't manage your personal brand. That's something that you kind of don't have control over. Ooh. You. you you, you, you don't, it, it, that is up to the people. Like I've said, a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Like, do you ever heard anybody shit on George St. Pierre? You ever heard anybody shit on Anderson Silva? You ever heard anybody shit on Ronda Rousey? You may not like their performance in, in, in a fight, but from a personal standpoint, that connectivity that we feel to those athletes, I've never heard another fighter shit on somebody else or you know, a, 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 another athlete. So that's because we know them personally. We're around them day in and day out and you have to invest in that. That, That's the biggest thing, man. Get with somebody who understands branding, who can help you for the long game. Uh, Fighting is a very short career. And sometimes things, you know, zig when you shoulda zagged. Is that what they say? Zig when you shoulda zagged. Um, It it, it can change everything for you. Like everything, like George said, he wanted to leave when his stock was high. This dude ain't stopped working. I can name 50 fighters that didn't leave when their, you know, when their stock was high, you wonder what they're doing. You wonder where they are. Do people care? Nope. It's sad, but, um, yeah, you got to make that investment. You have to.
0: Man, like throughout my whole career, you helped me out a lot. I will not be in this position if I didn't have your advice, your wisdom, your direction. Uh, nope. I swear to God. Nope. I love you to death, man. You Sorry. Know been around for a long ass time, man. man just we're crazy. just we're from the same hometown, which is insane. The same hometown, it's crazy. It's <laughs> Born in the same <laughs> hospital. <laughs> yeah, for real. You're right. You're right. Little country town, all Georgia. All well, Georgia. Man, I love Small you to bitty. death, man. Love you to death. I'm proud of what you're accomplishing. Uh, what you're doing right now, I think it's a game changer. You're you know, you're teaching these these up-and-coming fighters to you know to diversify their portfolio and do bigger things, don't just rely on rely on one source of income. So um, what, if we can do anything to help you, let us know, man. We love you to death over here at Boister's Boys, And um, this is the Eric Williams. I'm Courtney Hendo. And I got my guy, Suni, over there looking like he's super high right now because he's Ooh. super Yo, dude, you're so high.
3: <laughs> I'm not. I promise I'm not. I didn't smoke anything. I didn't,
0: I didn't do anything. I'm just. My dude, yeah. Suni, over there in, in, in cloud 20 right now.
1: Hey, man, listen. I know, I, I, I know the feeling that he has. Yeah. I know it. I experienced it once and it was um, it was the George St. Pierre Anderson Silva photo shoot. Mm -hmm. I actually did cry because I did because having the two of them on set together was. That was something I thought I would never see ever. Um, Iconic. Yeah, it was just that moment that you're like, damn. I'm here with these guys. And they were like college roommates who hadn't seen each other for such a long time. It, it, was, it was unreal. So I know exactly where you are, Sony.
3: I mean, I, and I just wanna say this, like, you know, on camera, I feel like people know this already, but that, that dude is the reason why I'm fighting. And I wanted to say something when you said that, but it's true. Like he's the reason why I'm fighting. So to, to be able to have a conversation with him, um, even if it was a short one is, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. Pretty awesome.
0: Dreams there do come true, people. Dreams do come true. That's right. You know what I mean? But we're going to sign off, man. Portia's um, Boys, Eric Wim, Eric Wim's the Billy Goat. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I'm
1: not the Billy Goat.
0: Billy Goat, don't let that guy lie to you. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a retired photographer, so I'm I'm telling you guys from my personal experience, that's the fucking Billy Goat. Wow. Not Thank even you, Goat. Man. That's Goat is like regular now. We take it to a whole nother fucking notch. Billy Goat. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, Laker, listen here,
0: Billy Goat. Yeah,
1: listen, I'd I'd love to come back. I got I have a, I've got some other things that I'm working on within the sport that I'd love to share with you guys, and um, I'd love to give away a print, you know, at some <laughs> point uh, to your fans. Um, and we'll figure out who that, you know, should be. Uh, maybe it's a GSP thing. Um, Stop, bro.
3: Yeah, that'd be dope. I mean, well we might yeah we might be doing a giveaway for that for the for the new merch too so yeah keep an eye out for that keep an eye out for and that what happens we'll see you there we go all
1: right guys
0: thank all you again for having me it was also a pleasure we'll see you all right, man.
1: all right have a good one